Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. My name will come up on the screen shortly, I think. For your audio listeners, there we go. <laughs> For your audio listeners, uh, when we're doing video, we have beautiful little graphics that come up uh, sometimes. Uh, we, but we have our uh, young Mr. Cameron Reed over there in the pr- producer's booth tonight taking for, over for Sterling. So, uh, you know, we can't ask for perfection. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll get pretty darn close. Right, Lou? Yes, he would. <laughs> and, and that's our... Yeah, go ahead. And we're going to have a really big show today, right, Ken? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's our good friend Louis Rodriguez here in studio with us. He's the host of Rodriguez Rants. Hopefully we'll be putting a new episode of that out here very, very soon. Um, and then across from him, there's this person that joins us, you know, part-time. His name's Alan McFarland, and he's the host of The Laughing Libertarian. I hope you love him. No, no You're cheers. welcome. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for watching and all that good stuff. Uh, make sure, of course, you like, share, subscribe, uh, do all that good stuff. And make sure after this is over, you comment, 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 comment. And then, <laughs> yes, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, everything Revolver Broadcasting, Laughing Libertarian, all the good stuff. Well, and then also at this table, he has a show on Revolver Broadcasting as well. He's bringing the message this week, Danny Tippett. <laughs> Yeah, wow. There yeah, we go. Yeah, you get the cheers. On time. <laughs> Nailed it. Good job. Good, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense podcast. That's my show. I host that. And it usually 90% of the time, maybe more than 90% of the time, it, it's out on Sunday nights. Um, that was so much better. I was afraid you were saying more than 90% of the time, it actually makes sense. <laughs> well, we hope. <laughs> I don't, that may be raising the bar a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm just on, just being honest. That's fair. But uh, yeah, we try to make sense. How about that? Yeah. It tries to make sense. But really, it makes sense. Is uh, It's um, where we talk about how the Christian worldview makes the most sense out of the world and life and the universe and everything. So that's what that's what I talk about on that show, and we're going to do a little bit of that tonight, actually. So. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, and and thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, yes, I know no, no problem. There was short, an opening; I jumped at it. Yeah, a bit short, bit short notice, but it was. Uh, yeah, yeah was, my wife uh, almost so came in my stead. Um, yeah, it would have been a whole another different kind of atmosphere in here. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, I'm just kidding, Alan. She wasn't coming. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> You had him sweating bullets over there. That sounds written. Uh, I know Danny wrote that. <laughs> Whole nother topic. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I did. I get you the uh, the graphic last night. I tried. I think I tried to send it to you. And I, I don't know if I sent you the graphic that I made. The the thumbnail I made. Mm, or the, no. see it. Okay. Well, no. you get to see the thumbnail right now. It. Yeah. Oh, see uh, go ahead and. Yep. All right. Yeah. Nice. And uh, for those audio listeners, the title is. Life without God is absurd. There you go. Yeah. All I saw was is absurd. I saw the FFP logo and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And that the tree in the middle. Did wait, you not what? see the tree? No. Was it? Show him again. That was a I tree. Saw I, saw it. It. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Guy. <laughs> That's actually a tree. Yeah. Out. There it is. That's actually a tree in Josh's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want no trees in my property. <laughs> Be too close to my house. And yeah. Don't want anything falling around here. Exactly. So would you like to pray over the message? Yeah. Let's yes. pray. God, we just thank you for the night. Thank you for uh, another opportunity to sit and discuss and talk amongst friends, uh, just sharing ideas. But, you know, tonight we're going to talk about you and we're going to talk about what life would be like if we did not have you. And so just pray for the listeners out there that are going to be um, hearing what we're talking about and all the banter, but all the uh, questions and just the comments. God, I pray that we're lifting you up tonight. I also pray that as they're listening, that they do really try to, to give this a good thought, you know, and sort of think outside the box. 
God, we thank you for this time and this day and bless all of our family and bless everybody that we know and that we don't know, God, that we can affect for positive. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 I, always feels like, I always feel like he throws a little thing in there about how I'm just going to talk. He's like, and the banter. Mm. <laughs> oh, you thought I was referencing you? Oh, yeah. Definitely. No, no. I, would I never thought like three quarters that was about no, me. No, 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 no. Alan, that's cool. I told Josh I was hoping you weren't going to talk at all this. I was this, already told. This time. Yeah. So I got it all out in the pre-show. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm pretty sure Josh is going to chop that up for you guys. So uh, <laughs> no, it's all going to be There's a here. lot no. of it. <laughs> so you guys should definitely check out that pre-show. It's uh, yeah. It was a little fun. Ooh. Only if you're a Rumble user do you get to see that stuff. Oh, Only man. Only you have to be a Rumble a subscriber to watch the pre-show stuff. That's there only you go. Good Rumble. plug. Yeah. Get on Rumble. Yeah. Otherwise, you just get to see the, the edited version without Alan in the episode at all on, yeah. you know, Facebook. And it's the Alan show prior <laughs> with the sidekick, Josh. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kidding, Alan. I'm just done talking, guys. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's get started. Yes, so sir. I know. Yeah, this won't last long. You better most, get started now. Most of you out there are used to like a teaching and we're not going to do that tonight. We're going to more have a conversational teaching tonight. And uh, so we're going to be, hopefully this guy and all the rest of you will be asking some questions, but I'm sort of going to talk a little bit about this because there's, it's sort of hard to get a good sense of what the title means and how we, it's hard for us to think about things, you know, like for the word, nothing. Like I, I, I think I'd asked you the other night, right? And on our show, I was like, can you describe what nothing is? And, and it, it's, in words, it's almost it's virtually impossible for a human being yeah. to describe really what nothing is. You can't describe it with a color. You can't describe it with anything that's space or matter or time. Like you just can't because there's n- we've never experienced nothing in this world, never. We've always had space, matter, and time in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because you'd have to remove all that in order for us to have no thing. So to to describe what life or the world would be like without God, and and I'm going to say this largely from a Christian's perspective all right from a christian worldview we we can imagine what life would be without god the point of what i want to talk about tonight is a lot of people say god doesn't exist okay okay i get i get that and i get some of the reasons and the arguments for that especially like the problem of evil okay those things make sense I, i don't think it's a very good argument i think that actually proves the existence of god but what are the implications when you actually say god doesn't exist and so this title is actually from a lecture that I listened to with uh, from William Lane Craig. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a, he's a huge apologist, philosopher, um, really good at what he does. And uh, in this lecture, he talks about life from the perspective of if it didn't, if God didn't exist, what what would would it be? And so we're going to sort of approach that first and sort of make some claims on what life would be without God. But then we're going to look at the reality of it. Like, what is our reality? And if 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 God would be like this without him here, then in, but we live in this reality, what's that implying or what does that mean, right? Yeah. Okay, so a few things. When we think about God not existing, let's go ahead and start with the, the premise that in a secularist or naturalist worldview, they believe that everything started from basically an accident, okay, right? Something came from nothing, and that nothing blew up into something somehow, some way, but not on purpose, accidentally, completely random. No, no meaning or value or anything behind that. Okay. And then somehow, some way, and I'm going to step away from the impossibility of just that particular event right there, but let's just say it happened. 
somehow, some way, after a bunch of failures, I mean, um, so many failures that, you know, every single atom in the universe, which is in, in uncountable, you just can't even imagine how many that would be, somehow even one coming together would be virtually impossible, but let's just say it did. And then let's just say all the rest of them, and here we are. What is the implication of saying God doesn't exist in an accidental world? And so here's the claim. No meaning, ultimately no meaning, ultimately no value, and ultimately no purpose. And so let's break that down. And this is where I want, you know, guys, even if you know the answer, or maybe suspect the answer, ask the question anyway, okay, along those lines. And I want to try to stay on topic because it could get real easy to get into a lot of rabbit trails on this. So what we're saying is if God didn't exist and everything started accidentally, and we want to think about this, right? If, if, if there's an accident that happened from a, a creation of something, somebody accidentally created a robot, they had no purpose in creating it. So that, at, at that moment, that robot has no purpose. It has no reason, no value, no nothing, because it wasn't created for a reason. It wasn't created for value. It wasn't created for anything, okay? So we have human beings, and this is going to get pretty dark. Just so you know, there, there is a good side to it, but the reason why this is, this is hard to digest, and I think a lot of people don't want to mess with this, is because it can get very dark, very depressing, really quick. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we die. We're dead. No, no, no immortality. No immortality in heaven or in hell. Okay. Either way, no, no immortality. We're dead. We're done. We're gone. There's nothing. Right. What is, what, how do we derive purpose from an accidental universe that, that, uh, that was created accidentally with, without purpose in random? If God doesn't exist, where do we derive? And these are the questions I like to ask people that like to say God doesn't exist. Where do we find our purpose? Where do we find our meaning and where do we find our value? And, and I'm not just saying value as human beings. I'm saying value in anything. What is the value of having children? What is the value of bettering ourselves to get the promotion. What is the value in helping the old lady across the street? Being moral. Right? What, what is the value in, and not even just in being moral, but working towards anything, having goals, right? What would be the purpose of us being alive? If we end up dying and there's nothing, and there's a lot of people that do believe that, that may, they may even believe God exists, because I'm going to say this, we have to have immortality, and we have to have God. We can't just have immortality, and we can't just have God. There has to be both. So, and then, of course, God gives us the immortality, so there's that. So where do we, what do we do with this? All right, so my first statement is no ultimate meaning. So how can a universe as accidentally made have meaning, value, purpose? Atheism tries to answer these questions but is left wanting because it is, logic, it is only logical to assume that man being an accidental byproduct. And now you can get these. This isn't just something I'm coming up with. Dawkins, right? Uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Um, let's see. Bertrand Russell. I mean, these are all famous atheists, okay? Uh, some dead, some alive still, uh, that, that have said these things. They have literally said that we're just biomechanical machines. We're just byproducts of nature. We're, we're basically orphaned kids is what we are. We're just, we have no parent and we have no reason. We have no, no purpose. We're just these natural accidents that are here. that are just living through life. And if you really want to boil it down, we don't even have a reason to live. Like there's no, we're just alive. We have no reason to live. You even look at the animal kingdom and this will get into the second part of this. You get into the animal kingdom. They strive to live. They strive to survive, but there's a difference between us and them. 
we ask why. Why do we? Why? What is our purpose? Why? Animals don't do that. Everything they get is instinctual and then learned by experience. Okay. Some people try to use compassion. That that's not the separation between it. But compassion is not a, uh, a compassion is not something that is solely only for human beings. Animals can have compassion, but that's not a sign that they're on the same level as we are because animals don't ask why. They don't. They don't care to know their purpose. They live life for survival and to try to continue on. You know, but they don't even they don't even try to continue on because you know what? If I don't have kids, then my my legacy's dead. They don't care about legacy. They're living to live to survive because they know that breathing is better than not breathing. But they don't even know what it means to be. Consciousness for them is not even a thing. So here we are asking why, and we're trying to seek why, even as atheists are asking why. And so what these people are saying is being an accidental byproduct of nature resulting from matter, time, and chance can only move through life by responding to its environment and adapting by trial and error. There's no reason to do otherwise. This is an atheistic doctrine, more or less. This is a point of view. This is, this is largely accepted in the atheist world. Now, with that statement, we have to look at that. What are those implications? Now, as Christians, okay, and would you say you're agnostic? Is that, okay. So... <clears throat> You believe there's something there, you just don't know what, right? Okay. So that's even at least a start. So if we just believe, and as Christians, we believe that God does exist, we can simply answer this question. We have, we have the Bible that gives us the explanation for why we believe we're here. We know our purpose is to glorify and worship God, right, and to pass this on that God does exist in the, in the sinful world to people that don't know him. But for the atheists, there's no purpose in this. So why do they live? Why do they continue on, all right? Mankind is doomed. Is a, now this is where it gets pretty, pretty heavy. Mankind is a doomed race in a dying universe. And this universe is dying. We talked about this last time. Energy can't be destroyed, but it can wane. It, it will lose its, it, it will fade out. And it is, right? The universe is cooling. We see that. So we are growing, but slower and slower and slower expanding. But it's cooling as it does. Energy is losing itself. We're a slowly dying universe, okay? Um, so we're a doomed race. Why do we try so hard? Why are we on this hamster wheel trying so hard if the atheist is correct, right? What if the Big Bang never happened? What would those ramifications be? Well, if the Big Bang never happened, we have no purpose, there's no God, there's no reason, we're just on this hamster wheel, what's the purpose? The Big Bang not happening, it wouldn't matter. No hamster wheel. No hamster wheel, <laughs> right? No hamster wheel, Okay. <laughs> Um, because man ends in nothing, he ultimately is nothing. That's a tough thing to swallow. Most people don't even want to think that way, right? But also because mere duration of existence does not equal meaning. So that's what they'll say. We'll say, well, there's no meaning in the universe. There's, there, there's just no meaning, no purpose, no value. But I can create my own meaning. Well, that's delusional. If there is no meaning in the bigger general sense, then on the individual level, we can't create our own meaning. There, it's just... It doesn't make sense, first of all. Second of all, why would we want to create our own meaning, okay? Without God, who says whose values are right and wrong? Now, this is a big one, and this is a big one that I like to ask people because even Sam Harris, who's an atheist, he debated, I think it's God Debate 1. It's a good debate with him and William Lane Craig, or it was either, what's the Indian guy's name? It's it's God Debate 1 or God Debate 2, I can't remember, Um, but... um, he debates that we get our purpose and our well-being and our meaning from, uh, or not, our, our meaning and our purpose and our value from well-being, okay? Like the well-being of humankind. 
Like we do things because of the well-being of humankind. Well, think of obligation. What moral obligation do we have to anybody if God doesn't exist? If God doesn't exist, we, we are not obligated to be moral to anybody because we really need to consider ourselves and take care of ourselves, right? I mean, if you really want to debase it, do we even want to take care of our kids? Because we just want to make sure we live, but there's really no reason to do that. Go ahead. Oh, you and I have already went down this rabbit yeah. hole. And okay. it, was, it was a long, long, windy rabbit hole. So, so I'm letting you go. Okay. Real quick, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza, thank you. Was it him and Sam Harris? I think it was. Uh, Hitchens. Hitchens, okay. So it was William Lane Craig and Sam Harris. So the thing I had, the question I have about Sam Harris's point is well being, well, who defines that? What about Hitler and Mother Teresa? What's the difference between those two? (laughs) Hitler's well being was to kill as many Jews as possible because of how he viewed them. That wasn't very good well being for the Jews, right? Mother Teresa's well being is to take care of the poor, right? So who gets to define that? In Sam Harris's view, it's well-being, but who's defining well-being? Sam Harris? Or is there an objective statement or definition of what well-being means and why? Well, there can't be an objective because there is no person that can set that objective standard because now we're giving them too much power. We're giving like we do with the government, right? When we say to the government, we want you to control every aspect of our life, they become the objective standard, but they're still human beings and they're still corrupt. They're still sinful. They're still evil people. They're still going to do their own selfish decisions for their own agendas. Like attempt to control every aspect of our lives. Exactly. <laughs> so objective is not good when you have corrupt people and everybody is corrupt. Now, if I do want to re- reference the Bible, that's what, it, that's what it tells us. But if you don't even want to reference the Bible, if everybody wasn't corrupt, let's just say we we're all good natured, would evil exist? Without God, yes. But if we're good-natured, let's just say we are good-natured. I doubt it if we'd be good-natured. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. We're not good-natured, right? Go ahead. Uh, it would definitely exist because the ideology of evil is, is human-created, just like words. I mean, uh, we would just you see this in a vacuum all the time. No matter how great people are, even inside of, a, let's say, a church, there's going to be a belief that even though something that isn't nearly as bad as something else is still considered bad in that vacuum. So, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you can say, okay, everyone is good. We're all good hearted. We all care about each other. Let's say there's four people, like four of us mm-hmm. in a small village. This is how we live. Right. We care about each other. We help each other and everything else. Well, one day, you know, maybe one of our idiosyncrasies or something in our personality is a little different than the other. And the other three are like, eh, that's a little, it's a little off, right? Mm-hmm. Little off isn't that big of a deal. Little off over time, however, in a, in a situation that is, um, clean and happy and everything else could become to that group of people evil. Okay. I'm going to stop it right there because you're doing exactly what I asked the audience not to do at the very beginning. We can't imagine a good natured human being or human race. We can't because you're speaking to a reality that we have now because there are people that say God doesn't exist and they say people are good natured, but all of us at this table would agree evil exists. So you're speaking to a current reality. Well, I'm just saying that it's human nature, period. I mean, if you want to remove all of our okay, assets. So, no, you're right. But that's a reality now. That is human nature. Absolutely correct. And the Bible speaks this truth. That's my point. This is an anti-biblical doctrine. This is not what the Bible says. The Bible tells us we're sinful natured, right? And so people might say, well, how are we sinful natured, and how do we ever do good? <clears throat> because God exists. 
you're an artwork of God. You're a piece of work from God. You're a piece from work from God. Every artist puts their mark on their artwork. Goodness or the ability to do good because of free will is in every one of us. It's not our nature because we are all sinful because of Adam's sin. Now I'm speaking from a biblical point of view and Christian point of view, but the reality of what you're speaking to is real. However, in a non a different reality where everybody was good natured, the definition of nature is who you are. It's your being. See, God is good natured. That's his being. So if you look up the definition of nature, now this is, of course, from human words, right? Let's just say that, but words have meaning. Natured is who you are. We are sinfully natured, okay, according to the Bible. Take that away, right? And you just have a person who says you're good natured. And just, again, for reality purposes, in another world, another universe, we are good natured. We have no reason to commit evil. That's not our being. That's not who we are. We do because that is who we are. But we can also do good things because we are created by a good being. Okay, so that's, that's the argument there. If you're actually good-natured, it's really difficult. It, 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 because, that again, that's your being. We're talking about your being. We're not talking about, um, we're not talking about the possibility of something. Okay, so <clears throat> what I'm saying is theoretically the way you're saying this, if it's a... a, a if you are not human, we're stripping that away and we're all just good natured people, then we'd all have to be exactly the same and there'd be no deviation from any of us. We'd be precisely the same people top to bottom. Otherwise, any deviation from the other people could possibly be perceived as evil or just bad, which is what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Take away the evil part. We wouldn't even know it. I think, uh, you got something, Lou? What I was going to say is uh, without God, how are we going to learn to love? How are we going to learn to right. get along with each other? Right. It's going to be evil. So you're all making my point. It's illogical. A, a, a good-natured human race is pointless. God did not make us. He made us good, but here's the, here's the key ingredient. He gave us free will. And so this also goes flies in the face of God created evil. God did not create evil. He, he allowed us to have free will, which allows so for the... So we could keep the population down. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast show right there. And <laughs> we could do that a series. But we... Is that a Bill Gates joke? We, <laughs> not through their food, just war, okay? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to poison people unless they're my enemy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... So speaking from that good nature point, you're making all my points. You're saying this because it doesn't make sense. It's illogical. And we can't even fathom that or imagine that. But we also know that's not the reality. I'll come back to that here in a minute. Sartre says moral values are just byproduct of personal taste or sociobiological evolution. Okay, now remember, this is an atheist that's saying this, right? We're going to talk about can he actually live that though, all right? Concept of moral obligation is unintelligible apart from God. Like I just... We just talked about that. If there's no God, we have no reason to be obligated to doing moral things, right? We don't, we can, right. you know. All choices are determined by conditioning. God doesn't exist. And freedom is really an illusion because we're doing things out of, like like for um, the animal kingdom, they're not really free to do anything. They're, they're, they're doing what they are pretty much programmed, inborn, in uh, their instincts, 
and then their experiences are guiding them towards. This is how they're going to operate. We can see this throughout all the animals. We can always pretty much, yeah, there are always maybe one that does something a little bit different, or maybe there is a microevolution uh, occurrence happening, right? Something's changing, you know, because of the conditions, but that's a response to their conditions. Yeah, usually it's, yeah, it's, a, it's right. another survival tactic exactly. over time. So yeah. they're just, they're just again, survival of the, of the fittest, right? Okay. Yeah. So taking all of those things, now we have to look at what is the reality, okay? So we see evil exists, and this is a huge argument. This is probably the best argument I think that an atheist tries to bring, but again, I believe it truly shows that God does exist. Evil does exist, but we do do good things, all right? That's the reality of things. Um, the reality is, is we believe in meaning and purpose and value, even atheists do, Okay. The only people that can truly live without their understanding of right or wrong are people who have mental health, mental issues, right? Or psychos, psychotics, you know, people that, that are just psychotically crazy, right? They don't have that, cons- and that idea of being able to understand really right or wrong. They can be told all day long and they can say they understand, but they really, it doesn't comprehend. And that's why they end up killing lots of people or doing crazy things or getting put in mental hospitals because they're just, their concept of reality and being able to process those things is not there. But that's a small, small, small percentage of people in, 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 in the world and in history. So when we look at the reality of things, we're seeing that these things that aren't actually happening. If they, and if God doesn't exist, and if they are, then we're sort of just, why are we doing those things? Yeah. What, what's the purpose? Like if God really doesn't exist, why do we have this? And my, my argument is, is these things wouldn't even be, we're talking about an entirely different world that we would live in where we don't say the words right and wrong, where we don't say the words good and evil, where we don't say any of because if God doesn't exist, those things don't matter. They, there's no standard because it, the only way you know something is evil is because you know something is good. The only way you know something is on is because you know something is off. The only way you know something is right is because something else is wrong. These are all standards that are by comparison, right? And so we have to decide where do those things come from. If God doesn't exist, where all of these atheists are trying to tell us God doesn't exist, and now people that don't, maybe, maybe they don't even want to label themselves as atheists, but they'll just say, I don't think God exists they don't think about these things because what you're literally doing is, I heard this metaphor, I thought it was pretty good. You have a two-story house. On the first floor, you have all the atheists, okay? that Down there, there's no hope, no meaning, no value, no purpose, no nothing, okay? And they say there isn't, and so they try to live down there. But then they realize they can't live down there, so they walk up to the second floor where God exists. And on the second floor, you find the hope, you find the meaning, you find the purpose, you find the value. And they steal that. And so they know they can't live that way, but they want to talk like they have to live that way, but they don't expect anybody else around them to live that way. Okay. Just the mere conversation of this and saying, just this, just this ability to talk about these things, right? This is one of those why times. Why do we want to say God exists? Because the alternative is terrible. And this is where we can look in, in history and society. We can look at secular regimes. We can look at people that did not believe in God and how that started to trend them towards murderous acts, or yeah, torture, or, or and, even those who had uh, many gods where they were they were pantheistic about their gods, where they where they <clears throat> excuse me, where they were pantheistic about their gods, and they had many gods. They had a god for every single individual little thing. Right. It's well, that 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 god doesn't have anything to do with this god. So it, yeah, they lose their moral their moral ground. They don't have anything to to settle on because. Yeah. 
there's a there's a singular god for each individual thing in their life. They're they're actually <laughs> making up their gods just yeah. to try to appease the things that they're struggling mm-hmm. with and thinking about. Yeah. So, so when we get when we get down to this, I mean, we can look at secularism has risen tremendously in the last hundred years, in the last say two hundred years, yeah. right? And with that, we've also seen just in the last century one of the deadliest centuries the world has ever known. Okay, and and really just in the last, let's see, from yeah, nineteen hundred to two thousand. We have seen more deaths put together just from these, you know, you, you look at Hitler, you look at Pol Pot, you look at Stalin, uh, you look at Lenin, you look at, you know, just the communist mouth said tongue. You, you know, these, these people that rejected God, said he didn't exist, forced their people to live that way, forced a whole generation that they taught and they grew up and they killed without remorse. They tortured without remorse. I mean, you listen to some of the science experiments that they did in the Nazi camps. And we're, I mean, we're just talking about people that have no concept of what they're doing or either they're so evil, they don't care. And, but but the U S government bought the results to those tests (laughs) because it actually has pushed our medical fields further. (laughs) Some of them, I will say some of them, the the couple of stories, Couple of stories, and, and I mean that's not saying that we're any better in a lot of ways, right? I mean, that's a good point because we even injected minorities back in the '60s with um, uh, uh, MK Ultra. Is that what you're talking about? Acid. Acid. Oh, he's talking about um, infertility drugs. Uh, not infertility, but um, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And and they didn't even know it. Like that. That's just cruel, right? That's just that's just cruel. And so they just and studied them under the guise of taking care of them, right? Uh, Tuskegee. Yeah. 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 So we're going to, that's going to grow. Okay. And that's the problem with this, this idea of God doesn't exist because eventually somebody buys into this and we're looking at a completely chaotic, murderous, torturous, non-emotional, just doesn't matter. We're just going to, there's no God to be held accountable to. So I can do whatever I want. It really doesn't matter. It becomes, I, I am, I am God is what yeah. it becomes. I yeah. am God. There's no one I need to answer to. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so what are those alternatives? Without God, there's no hope for man, right? Without God, there's only, only despair, uh, without God, right? How do we comfort ourselves? And, and this is, this is the problem that the atheist has because we look at the world and though we see a lot of evil and we see in some ways that evil growing and we know that it will, if we, if we believe in what revelation tells us, but we, we also see a growing goodness. We see God's people growing. We see, a greater divide. Some people will say, well, you know, Christians are just getting smaller and smaller. Well, I, I, to some degree, I believe we're growing, but the divide is coming greater. And, and there's becoming a more stark difference. And so you're going to see more of the Christians on the one side and more of the non-Christians on the other side. But as this world continues to become more secular, people are just going to be, well, what do I do? Well, I don't want to believe in God. I don't want to believe he exists. So how do I have, how do I comfort myself? How, how do I understand? Why do I have purpose? Why don't, why do I have purpose? Suicide is growing at a rate that we've not seen. I would say probably ever, especially since this pandemic, you know, a lot of hopelessness in these homes, a lot of these kids, the children, kids, the kids suicide rate, the child suicide rate, ideation, all of that attempts and everything is just growing leaps and bounds. And so what you're telling me is that atheists need to be stronger than the normal person. <laughs> mentally stronger. You don't want to believe in God. You just got to be stronger. That's uh, that. good luck. Yeah. Good luck where's, with that. Where's I mean, that uh, fortitude coming from? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I'll end with this and then, you know, we can move on. The Christian worldview makes the most sense out of this life and universe, right? Biblical Christianity provides two conditions necessary um, for meaningful, valuable, and purposeful life. God or immortality. I said that earlier, right? God provides the immortality. The immortality gives us hope. And the hope is, is not just to live longer, but to live with God. And then there is also the ability to reject God. And your hope is to not be with God, to be with your buddies in hell partying. Or so you hope, right? But the immortality is there regardless. And the person who put it there was God. And so it depends on how, what do you think of God. So we'll look from the agnostic standpoint. I'm not going to get deep into this. But the next logical question is, okay, well, if God does exist, which God is it? I'm sure you might have asked yourself or had some conversations about that from I time mean, to time. Really, I mean, my whole standpoint is that I believe in God. Mm-hmm. I just don't give, uh, you know, Jesus his props. I don't give him his clout. Right. So, you which, know. I, which I think is still a form of that. I think it's still a form of which God exists. Because if Jesus says he's God, and you know what I mean? And why, you don't, why do I need to break down which God? Right. If there is one God. You don't have to. Right, right, exactly. So that's why I look at everyone's personal <laughs> yeah. beliefs. I just yeah. go, I believe in yeah. a God. I just yeah. need one. That's it. I'm not polytheistic, but uh, you yeah. know, my, it, it skews a little different from you guys. But that's, you know. Yeah. Well, God, God said, God said that not to worship any other gods but him. That's including God, Jesus. Yeah. Because that's another image. And you're not supposed to praise on that. Explain only yourself. God. Explain yourself. Because God is a jealous God, and he, he's the only one that should be um, worshipped. So that's what it says on the Bible. So you're saying Jesus is not God? No. I'm saying that okay. he's his son. <clears throat> but he's not a God that we should worship. We got to worship the God that made him. So I would disagree. Maybe that'd be a conversation for later, but you could disagree or, or, or agree, but I agree that Jesus is not the main man. There is God. God made him to God made him so he could uh, only come down here and kill our sins. That's what he was made for. Jesus existed when God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have always existed. That's yeah. eternal. Yeah. So Jesus has always been around. No, God didn't make he's him. He's never been around. Eh, that's it'll not with a, the Bible. That's not biblical. He so came this will be afterwards. will conversation for later for yeah. sure. It's, yeah, it's, we'll have to work on that one later. It may be a little bit more circular. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, Bible affirms that life is ultimately significant. Man has eternal life. This is fulfillment of human existence and what man has made was made for eternity with God. Moral values are rooted in nature of God uh, himself. Moral choices have eternal significance. God holds man accountable for them, and man's life has purpose to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So, so really, honestly, that's the, that's the good news. You know, we, we look at the bad news at the very beginning and all the depression of <laughs> what that sounds like. And I do, I get that way. Like, I'm talking with somebody, and as soon as they start talking about, well, God doesn't even exist or, or their version of what they think God is, and it's not biblical. It's not what the Bible tells us, right? It's not, it's not what God's letting us in on. And it's like, I'm so glad I don't think that way. I used to. I did used to. But I'm so glad I don't anymore because that is so – I've already deal with anxiety and depression. I couldn't imagine living life questioning hope and purpose and meaning and value in my life. That, that's just not a way that I want to live. 
I think a lot of people create it and they figure out how to make it day to day to day. Yeah, they do. But ultimately when you're, you know, on your deathbed or if you're ever thinking about death, yeah, you know, what's, what is there to hope for if you don't know or have a clue or if you don't think there is anything after life, what's the point? What's the point of everything all the years prior? What am I here for? You know? So life without God is absurd in my opinion. There you go. And try to consider that. Somebody tells you God doesn't exist. Well, tell me what life would be like if God didn't exist. I want to know. Let them answer that. Yeah, it'd be it'd be. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to imagine it. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess it's just well. I mean, you wouldn't even have creation, really. So, well, that, I mean, <laughs> but like that would but be the ultimate beginning. Like, like let's say, oops, something just happened yeah. randomly, yeah. And, and then now they're. But then you just have automatons because there's no free will because yeah. it wasn't gifted. Uh, gifted. <laughs> gifted, gifted. <laughs> it wasn't gifted to the individuals. So then they're not individuals. They're just yeah. automatons that are wandering around and they don't ask why, because they never had the, they never get consciousness to given them, given to them. Yeah. Give it, all over the place. Uh, gifted to them uh, to even think why. Yeah. So yeah. Then, then you don't have perspectives. Yeah. You just have, have you ever, survival. You, ever, you just have animals. You ever talk to somebody that they said that, you know, they're like the, the third child and their parents are like, maybe even know their parents in your conversation with them. And they're like, yep, yeah, that one was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to some degree, you can look <laughs> at that person's life and go, I can see, I can see now why they sort of act the way they do because they, they sort of have adopted that idea that they are an accident and they weren't, they weren't, you know, intentionally um, put here. And, and that, that's not true. I mean, I think God controls all those, those, you know, those plans, but it's, it is, it's a, it's a tough road to, it's a tough thought to have, you know, especially when you're struggling. You know, God is the only thing that's gotten me through everything I've gotten through and pushes me towards where I want to go. Not the same way I used to push myself. You know? Yeah. I'm, I have more joy with that. You know, before I didn't have the joy before I wasn't joyful at all. I was doubtful. I was going to say, like, the only thing I could think of that would even come close to potentially even answering that question would be, like, um, AI, <laughs> right? Like, because it has no, but it's like it's, it's intelligence or, 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 or perceived consciousness mm-hmm. without purpose. Yeah. Uh, or the really cute movie from the 80s called Short Circuit where Johnny Five comes yeah, alive. Yeah. But he has humans... Uh, or the one lady in particular to follow around and go, oh, this is how moral, mm-hmm. this is my moral compass. So, <laughs> think of AI yeah. though. What's yeah. the big What's the big worry about that right now? That they're going to destroy the human race? I mean, yeah, some, yeah, some AI. Uh, not, uh, I mean, not all yeah. of them, but I mean, you think of Terminator, right? And the reason why they're going to destroy the human race is because <laughs> how do you eliminate war? No, no. <laughs> the person. How do you make the world a better place? Right. And what do robots do? They look at humans and go, they're terrible to each other. Yes. Get rid of them. Yeah. You know what they're I mean? They're destroying the environment. They're destroying yeah. each other. So uh, they're a perfect example of of a place without God, of, of a mindset where God didn't exist. Yeah. It's a logical conclusion yep. to, to think that we don't we shouldn't be here if, yeah. if we're destroying things and destroying, destroying each, each other. other. Yeah. 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 So. I don't know where you end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
how do we take that into the family? Or the AI, (laughs) or the the AI just straight up goes, well, they created us. (laughs) They are by far the best. (laughs) You you just all we could only hope for that. (laughs) Such a small percentage chance. I'm going to go ahead. It's like it's like sliding scale. It's like war, (laughs) destruction of the planet, created us. Okay, we got to pull that back a little bit. What's going to happen when I hit the activating button? I hope they remember I, I, I gave them life. But, the, you know, God thinks that way. I'm not God that doesn't think that way. I'm saying, but God knew I'm going to give them free will. He, he, he hit that like, activated button. In, in a sense, like, humans do, de- I mean, you know? destroy God because they stop believing in him. Mm-hmm. That's it's not it's not actually destroying well, him. Nietzsche but like, said God is dead, right? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, obviously. But, but yeah. he said that because he's like, in my mind, he's dead. And we have killed him. He had a whole poem about it, you know, the madman or the mad world thing is the madman. Yeah, and he's like, we we killed God, you know, because of how we lived. What are we going to do about it? Like keep, him, yeah. keep, keep it moving. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> forward, always forward, right? Yeah. Uh, so. how, how do we take that into the family portion? Any ideas? And I have nothing. I've got nothing <laughs> for you. You're you're the leader of the ship. Hey, I just brought the teaching. I'm, I'm just here for that. I just tried not to insert too many things because I wanted to hear everything you had to say. Well, I generally wing it, and I, I usually do really well. I mean, for 60 episodes I did really well but now we're at 61 and I'm going I'm uh, dead in the water well maybe oh, for a good conversation you know, yeah. we, we Lou you got kids right we all got kids here right uh, I, I got dogs oh, dogs dogs okay so you got, got dogs, nieces and nephews you got, That's you got nieces and nephews there yeah, we go yeah. so you got you got kids in your life that you can pour into yeah so so what do you you know when you have kids man the, you know what this this is bothering me about kids these days like I'm I'm glad my kid my kid I feel like my kids are just older than all the craziness that's happening right and so i was listening to um somebody the other day listening they were just giving out stats about you know kids wanting to kill themselves kids that were hopeless and we're talking like you know 12 years old sorry this wasn't about kids it'd be funny no. The Canada well, thing. Yeah. Uh, there's there's an uh, ongoing joke. If if you go back and watch the episode of A Few Shots, there's an uh, episode Alan and I did called Oh, Canada, You Kill Me. And it was about their voluntary euthanasia oh program gosh. that they have in Canada. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of just such and such and such and such. Or you can kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it was just, it, it was, yeah, they kept going yeah. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> well, I mean, so from a from a standpoint here, you're, you, you have, you're, how old are your kids? They're old. So uh, they're older. Okay. The one that Adults. Just, the one that just died was 45. So. Okay. Adults then, right? Okay. Minor teenagers. You've got nieces and nephews probably yeah, on the spectrum. Range, yeah. Ages, range old, yeah. Right. And you've got your daughter. Oh, right? got a 12 year old. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're all, sort of all over the place. So, and we have different viewpoints. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, probably you and I are more online with the Christian viewpoint and the worldview there, but it's still in this world teaching our kids like we want to make sure that like, my kids deal with it and they get they get the blessing of anxiety and, and that dna is almost passed along to them because my son dealt with it at an early age praise the lord that i i recognize at my age and i could see it in him and we we've talked about it so he's he's done a very good job of learning how to cope with that and and, and have victory over that but yeah talking to our kids about when we're presented with this idea if god doesn't exist who do they turn turn to well, hopefully we as parents don't fail them, right? But we're going to. I mean, that's inevitable. We're not perfect, so we're going to fail them. So if we fail them and Uncle John fails them and Aunt 
you know, Mary fails them and then they look to their teacher who they love. But then that teacher, you know, adults after adults, they're always going to fail us. People are always going to fail us. Then where do we find that rock to lean on when we're in our deepest, darkest, most um, toughest depths of despair? Who do we lean on, you know? And, and, and then how do we have victory? I think of somebody in my family right now who has dealt with addictions for a long time and it's a vicious cycle. He can't get out of it. He just can't. He has, he's up here for a few years and then he's right back down again and he's down for a while and then he's back up again. And I just, I'm just looking at him going like, man, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Like there is somebody that is always dependable and always there. I know it's not like, you know, physical, like, you know, you're there and you're there and you're there, but he is closer than that. Even, you know, he's here. Like, how do I, how do I express that to my kids? And then they're going to have grandkids. I can't imagine a world that is going to be when they have kids. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I want to sit you all down with your boyfriend and your girlfriend. And then my one that doesn't have any body. Did you, did you become Italian there for a second? Did, what did is it sit you all like? down? I'm not very good with accents, <laughs> but if I did sound Italian, I, I will take it. You <laughs> sit you all down. I, I can do redneck real quick, but I can't. <laughs> I cannot do Italian. Well, he, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna do the uh, voices for the next Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, still closer really to being Italian, Italian than John Leguizamo. Oh um, gosh. Anyway, yes, so, definitely a step up from that. But yeah, I don't. You know, that's that's something that I'm working through, um, and not just for my kids, but for my grandkids. You know, like I, yeah. I wouldn't want to put my kids in school. I almost wanted to take them out of school. Yeah, what will the what will the world look like for them tomorrow? Because it's it's ever changing and it it seems to only yeah. ever get worse. And you're like, I gotta impart as much yeah. moral standard as I can onto this next generation yeah. uh, 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 before I get my last breath in. It really and, boils down to truth. Yeah, right. Trying to help them understand what's the truth and what's the lies. And yeah. geez. so this is funny because you know, um, of course, we've already talked about my beliefs. Um, my my ex wife, my daughter's mom. Uh, Christian, and uh, she said, you know, when she was when Riley was little, she was like, "Hey, I want to put her in this church daycare. Are you cool with that?" And I said, "Absolutely." You know, at, at very least, I look at religion as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. for all human beings. It's uh, I want to live forever. I don't want to die. I do not want to not exist. I want to see my people. I don't want to lose my people. I want to find the people I've lost in my lifetime. That those are normal human, you know, thoughts. So I've never ever discredited religion of any sort because they all kind of lead to that. Um, so I agreed to it. And so she did it and I said, Hey, it teaches great morals, great values. These are the things that she needs to be a, a good human being period. And that's awesome. Uh, flash, you know, we jump up and they stop going to church when she's like, I don't know, five or six. Mm-hmm. Her mom has a much busier schedule. Can't make time. I coached her basketball team yeah, yeah. over the winter at a church. Yeah. And, um, I love the irony there. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, you can't, you can't yeah, find take that Alanis. Well, so, yeah, right. <laughs> so that the hard part of that was, you know, obviously I wanted to honestly coach anywhere else but a church. I didn't mm-hmm. want to coach, but this, they're so good with community outreach. They're like, here you go. You can't find anywhere else to play basketball. We have a big room that our, our parishioners paid for. Come on out, pay us and play some ball. Um, but they set the score at 10 for mm-hmm. each team. And then every girl had to memorize a little passage. Right. 
Yep. And then if they didn't remember it, you were going to lose points right. at the beginning. I remember you telling me that. Right, that. right, right. And they never <laughs> actually did that. They right. never took points away. But, of course, I just that, walked. <laughs> they never came in and were like, hey. That makes sense. I mean. The, it, the, right? Christian, <laughs> yeah. you imagine the, the, you know, the minister's like, well, you didn't do your homework about God. We're going to do the Christian thing, and we're going to take 10 points away from you. Right. <laughs> right? But we didn't, you know, I didn't want to go into that. My daughter never wanted to memorize the, the passage. Right. I always sent the passage out the second they sent it to me. I sent it to every parent, mm-hmm. hoping that somebody wanted to do it. And we also had 10 minutes of every practice where we had to sit down and actually talk about God. And it was, right. it was already kind of, uh, you know, outlined for us, which mm-hmm. was ironic that I'm the person leading that. But, hey, uh, hey it works it, out great. A lot right. of it was value-based. It yeah. wasn't like Jesus, 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 right. Jesus. Right. It was very much like... These are values. Yeah. Teach these values. Let's ask questions about these values and see how it works through their life. Mm. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got a picture. Of Le- leading in. <laughs> oh, yeah. The I'm things- picturing Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Kindergarten Cop, and I just see you sitting in front of these kids, and these kids just start asking you these wide-eyed questions. Oh, I had a couple. Well, one of them, <laughs> no joke, uh, I, had a, I had another coach. Another coach was, uh, he was fantastic for that. And I actually asked him ahead of time. I said, hey, look, I don't really do this. I, I coach basketball. I know right. basketball inside and out, X's and O's. We can win games. Right. But this aspect, I don't know. And he goes, don't worry, I got it. I'm on it. I'm contributing now. Right. He, yeah. jumped, he jumped right in there and he was handling it. He finished every every uh, every time, every one, one of these, every devotional with a mm. prayer. And so when he was gone the last couple of weeks of the season, he couldn't be there. <laughs> we go through all this. I think I've done my due diligence. I'm like, all right, let's get back at it. And one little girl goes, but we didn't pray. Uh, <laughs> and I went, well, we're going to do that before the game. So let's go ahead and get up here and let's go do this real quick. And uh, so it was just one of those things. I, I jokingly said this, but actually did it where I said, okay, well, they're going to take 10 points away if we don't know this. I'm going to blow every team out by 20 or 30 points because <laughs> so if they take 10 them. points away, we can. I want to make them such a solid offensive team. That if whatever if they uphold this rule, we're still winning. We're still winning. We're still winning. <laughs> <laughs> this is the irony, and my daughter just she absolutely hated that aspect of it. Uh-huh. And so, and none of my girls, even my most religious and devout girls, there with amazing parents, you know, that were very right. devout, none of them ever <laughs> remembered it unless we were game two, unless we were the second game in a doubleheader, right? And then they remembered it because one girl on the other team in game one said it. <laughs> It was the only, I felt right. so bad. I'm like, oh man, I feel I feel horribly irresponsible right now. You know, if you ever get in a situation and, and they say they need to at least memorize, have one memorized, you know, just go over that one the whole time. Just keep hammering it so they can memorize it, right? Just Jesus wept. You know? Oh no, it's a specific one. It's a specific it, one every week. It no, was. That, that's what I know. I know. Oh, just, I know just, that's what I'm <laughs> but if if that's the situation and it's just one and they just like we want you to learn, just get them to learn one. Because we noticed in past seasons, they never learn them. Maybe it's just too many. Here's one. Yeah. Well that, you know, there was always one girl on the other team who was like, I've got it. And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> I know that's not nice to say, but you know what? I hope one of these girls puts 20 on your head tonight. <laughs> I, awesome. I always loved that in church when, when they were like, memorize this for next week. And I was like, yeah, I get to memorize it. Because I knew it meant like candy or some kind of. Oh, yeah. that's fair. See, I was, was the like kid a, that a got. Payoff. St- I got stuck in Sunday See, that's school. that's what they should have done. It was like, you either get candy or you don't, but not take away points. Yeah, 10 points. Yeah, incentive. Yeah. Real incentive. Start everybody with 10. If you don't know it, you yeah. lose points. They never did it. But yeah. I was always the kid that like the six times or four times I went to church, I was uh, in Sunday school not knowing anything. So it was amazing. <laughs> What's up, Lou? I see that. I see. I see your. See the gears turning, the gears buddy. Gears are turning. What you got? What you got for us? 
Me, uh, you know, I live a gangster life. Yeah. And that's what I try to teach my kids. Mm. How to defend yourself. We lived in New York, so New York is rough. I told them, you know, believe in God, but God ain't going to help you here, down here. You got to help yourself. You got to fight for yourself and defend yourself because God ain't going to be there for you. He might be there <coughs> for luck if you get away, but he ain't going to protect you from fighting somebody. You're going to have to do it on your own. And that's what I used to teach my kids, yeah. how to defend yourself. Because in New York, you have rapists, you have gangs all over, you have murderers. You, you, you got to deal with that every day in life in New York. Yeah, it's even worse now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's even so. worse now. So, And it was bad then, too. Yeah. But now it's even worse because... Of they have a revolving the, door at the jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I used to teach them that. And, um, but I also had them all baptized and taught them a little bit about God, you know, and believe in God. But down here, there's no God. There's you. And the person that you're going to have to fight and defend yourself. God is up there, and that's where you're going to meet him when you go. But right now, you got to defend yourself down here. And that's what I used to teach him. Yeah, defend. Yeah, self-defense is very important. And yeah, I mean, and, and they have to learn that more and more nowadays, especially if they're in a tougher town like New York. And, you know. I, I taught them self-defense, boxing. Um, I had them going. Um, I had them doing, you know, the military um, exercises so they could be stronger than most kids because once they go, they start that school. In New York, there's a lot of bullies in school. So mm-hmm. That's what I used to teach my kids. and Very important. That's the only thing I knew back then because that's what I did. I gangbanged and what I knew. Well, you, got, got, you tell them one good thing, for sure. I mean, two good things, really. You said God and defend yourself, right? Those are two very good things to teach your kids. That's why now nobody gets over them. They, 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 they defend themselves. Even the girls. The girls are pretty good. They're hmm. good now, fighters. Now you <clears> told <throat> me the girls are tougher than the boys. And yeah. Out of your kids. <laughs> They'll bang up on you, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but watch out. They go to the bars, they get into fights, and slug it out like men. <laughs> and I keep telling them, don't do that. Don't go. Oh, yeah. One day somebody's going to sneak up behind you and stab you. They say, don't worry, Dad. We cover each other's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my kids. Tough as nails, I bet. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way, but that's the way I was taught and I, yeah. what I learned and I try to teach them so they could survive. You can't teach them something you don't know, right? Like I always say, you don't know what you don't know, right? So as long as you're passing skills down and hopefully those skills are being applied properly, then I mean, hey, it's what you know. It's all you can do. We got to parent with what we have. And I always taught them not to be bullies. Never be a bully. <clears throat> Let them start the fight. You finish. Because um, I didn't like bullies myself, you know. Like, like that, and I didn't want my kids to be like that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I had, I'd, yeah. um, I dealt with a lot of bullying when I was in my um, sixth and seventh grade year in school. Me I, too. I, sixth grade. Yeah. I got I got beat up uh, every day for uh, the color of my skin. It was, it was kind of interesting to go through that every Did single you day. Do something about that already. I know. I got to do something about this reverse tan. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, it was just every it, it, you know they just decided uh, he's white and let's just just beat him up every single day and and it it was it was a terrible experience and 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 it, and it almost caused me to think very bad things about another race, but my parents said no, mm. those are those particular kids they were taught wrong. That's not everyone. It's not a blanket. <clears throat> it's not a blanket thing, and uh, it, it it took me a little bit to to come to that conclusion that yeah. even though they, they taught me, but they taught me right. They taught me correctly. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they did because I mean, I would have been a very hateful person, mm-hmm. uh, because of the, that situation. So they, they imparted that, that wisdom on to, onto me. And so when I got into high school and I, and I, and I now had knowledge, um, uh, of some martial arts, uh, Alan was there for some of the big beginnings of when we started lear- learning Taekwondo when we were small. Um, yeah. <laughs> Remember the butterfly uh, that we used to have to do at the beginning of class? Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> where your, yeah, we, where your legs We out. benefited. From, like, there was an after-school program. It was like a buck a class. <laughs> it was awesome. Like these, yeah. these guys came in for a buck a class per student. Like $50 a class now, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah and there's a studio where the VF, VFW hall used to be over there, mm-hmm. so they're still over there, I think. Um, but, yeah, uh, and I learned some uh, boxing from my one of my other friend's uh, fathers because he was a golden glove. So that, 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 so I had learned how to defend myself and re- defend myself really well, but I chose not only to defend myself, but when I saw it happening to other people, i.e. bullies, like Lou was talking about, mm-hmm. um, I stood in the way a lot Yeah, and got me in some trouble, but <laughs> I just couldn't stand by and, and watch it happen because I, I, I had already been through it and I'm like, okay, this is not going to keep happening. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that, that up, Louie, because, uh, yeah, bullies, you suck. <laughs> yep, and, uh, and my son also helped a lot of kids here in Indianapolis from being bullied. That's good. They defended them, just yeah. like you was doing. Mm. <clears throat> and so one good thing came out of them, you know, and I'm glad about that. Yeah, it's good. I think you did a good job. I think they, they're still alive. Except one that he killed, he died because of the liquor, but... Mm. All the other ones are doing good and they're all right. Yeah. They're surviving. Uh, um, you've imparted some, some, some knowledge to your, your daughter here recently. Have you, Ellen? No, I don't talk to that little girl. <laughs> She's just like me. I can't talk to her. About what? <laughs> what, what are you bringing up? I impart yeah. knowledge to that girl every single day. Oh, yeah. So what was the most recent thing? I don't know. How to properly eat candy? I don't know. Uh, what are we going into something where I need to like no, come up with something? Do I need to fill time? Is this filling time, <laughs> yes, Josh? Yes. Jeez. <laughs> Did I actually end early? I think, yeah. I always go. Perfect, early. actually. We so. left you two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you should be saying, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I, I only promised that I'd be quiet for 30 minutes. Cam said you were perfect. So uh, I'm going to go with that. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, Cam. Even I appreciate you. Hand I'm going to look like right past perfect. him. That's fair. To you. That's fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder how many people like actually think that Danny and I don't actually get along off camera. Oh, I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a man crush on Alan, so, uh, so do I. 
me. I have a brain crush on me. They, they, they do. I mean, uh, Danny, that makes sense. <laughs> they send heart emojis to each other on the cell phone. And it's it's that's a how little I, strange. That's yeah. how I sidestep Jesus is having a man crush on myself, Danny. Like, I really <laughs> believe in myself. No. You've been distracting me too lately, so. <laughs> I'm not making videos anymore. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> This is what the pre-show actually looks like, guys. <laughs> so go over to Rumble and check that out. Yeah. Hey, you, you got just a little little taste, a little... Uh, just a little bit. Just a, yeah, a snippet. Yeah. Just a little bit there. Well, that's your freebie. Yeah. Uh, I go over to Rumble. My, my favorite thing, everyone out there, my favorite thing is when I say something, because I'm like this every episode, right? Yeah. I'm like looking at everybody yeah. else. My favorite thing is when I turn around and I see anyone, usually Cam, Sterling, anybody back there, uh, Austin, you know, Ryan, their faces down, bright red. It's it, no... I feel like I'm doing my job. You are. Yeah. You are. Look yeah, exactly. Us. You are. But, uh, oh, man. I really wish I could remember what my daughter said to me the other day. I am totally blanking. <laughs> she decided to stay at her mom's house for a few days this week, spend some quality time with her mom. <laughs> and I was, I literally, she called me and she's like, hey, dad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and stay at mom's house for the rest of the week. You cool with that? I was like, why do you hate me? <laughs> right? And, and she went on. She was like, do you want a list? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Stay at your mom's house. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's a good old Allen reply. Yeah, yeah that kid. That chip kid. off the old block right there. Yeah. You should be proud. She's uh, she's something. Yeah. She's something special. <laughs> but no, and that's, you know, a lot of times when we, when I look at a lot of these, like my kid has like the exact same view I have. So I'm, I'm really cautious about that, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want her to think the way I think. Because again, I'm not here to teach her, teach her what? what to think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, te- I'm here to teach her how to think. say it with us. How, how to, to think? think. <laughs> yeah, so. he's just afraid that she's going to compete against him and be better. That that's actually oh, yeah. that's legit. <laughs> that's <laughs> the truth it, right there. It won't be long before she's dunking on him just yeah. in uh, the yeah. basketball court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's so tall already. <laughs> <laughs> That was the funniest thing. I, I took her to training the other day, and one the trainer, which I'm super sad, he's not going to be back here anymore. He's moved down by Louisville. Um, he was he had her doing some kind of he was she was guarding a boy that was the same age as her, and and when uh, they checked ball and she actually had the ball, she cut right around him. She's way faster than the kid, and so but then she'd get there and she'd like stop. And it's the difference between like the way boys and girls play. Boys typically are way more aggressive. Yeah. And uh, they draw fouls a lot more. Yeah. Girls don't typically draw as many fouls because they kind of stop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I felt bad because this other boy just, he wasn't as as athletic, athletically inclined. Words are hard people. Um, and his dad was a like muscle monster. He's like, like, right. And the trainer's like, you're beating him around the corner every single time. Just score on him every single time. Go up. I'm looking over like, uh, hey, hey, uh, trainer guy, not going to say his name. Uh, his dad is bigger than both of us. <laughs> like, I'm happy. Stop humiliating. Like, yes. Stop humiliating the boy. <laughs> he's, yeah, she, he, she's, the, he's just like, you have amazing. What other sports do you play? You have amazing footwork. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my girl. Hey, yeah. yeah. You have this amazing wingspan. Just go up on him. You're beating him around the corner yeah. every single time. I'm like, just stop that part. Stop that part. Wait till they leave. And then we can talk about the pros here. Yeah. That dude's massive. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that, that's more proof that she's going to be dunking on you soon. I know. I, I definitely know, man. And it's, I don't know. Like, I still kind of wow her with a lot of stuff, but I don't know how much longer that's going to, that's going to go. Like, yeah. well, speaking of people dunking on people, Peter Ducey uh, Boom. dunked on uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre. That's the segue we were looking for earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So coming from Real Clear Politics this week, we have a, an article and then uh, two short videos that will come back to back for us. A two short video? We can't play that on your your program. I use program. <laughs> Depends on the song. Yes, you did. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. Um, so <laughs> I know that's painful for you. Uh, so, yeah, coming from RealClearPolitics.com, Karine Jean-Pierre calls Peter Ducey dramatic uh, for yeah. asking <laughs> where she got data that immigration was down 90%. Ooh. <laughs> uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Tuesday told Fox News correspondent Peter Ducey to bring down the dramatics uh, after the reporter asked where she got the static uh, statistic <laughs> uh, that illegal migration has fallen by more than 90%. Jean-Pierre clarified that she was talking about the parolee program and not all illegal migrants in general. It's not the way she phrased it. Man. And... We'll get to see that here shortly. Uh, you got something to say real quick? Oh man, you know how they found out ninety? It was down ninety percent. They checked the pop. They checked the population of South America and realized there's nobody there. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Right? They're like, yeah. "Wow, we did we did a well, census and there and everybody's here." And that'll lead us to Record. our first video. Uh, go ahead and pull that up if you can, Cam. So this is in El Paso, Texas. All those people. There, there's there's what you were talking about, Alan. All the uh, South America, just right there at El Paso. Hey, like, yo. It's like Mardi Gras. <laughs> Mardi Gras at like four in the morning. Looks more like the NRA. Well, they're they're waiting for Title Forty Two to end in a week. It just keeps going. It'd be amazing if there was an actual COVID outbreak there because of Title 42. Oh, yeah, then it would just kick right back in. Yeah. Well, I guess all you got to do is go down there, Alan. You've had it enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough from you. <laughs> that right there shows that COVID is a lie because those people – are all stacked up in one area, and none of them, I bet you, got COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. That's not that's 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 a, a very valid point. Thanks, it's, thank it's, you. <laughs> it's the, I don't know why they don't stop the mass in the hospitals already and stopping people us. from not wearing them. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. People are people aren't wearing. Any, there's no masks down there. You can see that. They're, they're all. You're right. They're all bunched up on each other. There's no masks. Um, uh, <laughs> but but also they're all of South America, right, Alan? Yeah, right. And so <laughs> it's like fifteen people walking around, like I got to run all these businesses. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's only they'll probably wind up with a bodega somewhere, you right. know? So really, there's candy and there's food. only two other families I have to do roofs for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you ask, uh, uh. Kamala Harris, she'll say, "Well, somebody's got to pick the berries," is what she said. Oh, so that's awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I th- I guess there's going to be a whole lot of farms that's going to ho- get a whole lot of berries picked. Uh, I guess it's berry berry berries. season. Grapes. Um, if you're a good American, flowers. you'll go buy all the berries. Make yeah. a demand. Mm. <laughs> Great demand. Somebody's got to pick up the poop from the dogs and the uh, cows who, and the. Who was it that who made the, the, the main comment? Who was that's, it? That's crappy work, Lou. That's oh, crappy work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which celebrity it was that made the maid comment. Like the maid comment? Yeah. Oh, I know, uh, 
While you're noodle on that, yeah. we'll watch yeah. uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre get you, owned by Peter Ducey real quick. You guys quick. work on that. I'll work on finding out who that was, who stepped in it. Somebody got beat up. The president has used the tools that he has in front of him uh, to, uh, to prepare ahead of uh, Title 42 lifting. As you know, that is happening uh, in, in the next couple of days. And so we are putting uh, DHS, Department of State, is putting forth processes, processes uh, to, deal, uh, to deal with the changes that are going to be ahead of us. And so that is what's important here. And that's what you've been seeing for the past several months. You've heard from DHS. You've heard from the State Department on what we're putting in place uh, to deal with to, to deal with the border once Title 42 lifts. You said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than 90%. Where did that number come from? It because was, I CBP was speaking, is telling us the number is I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to this answer you. Year so if, far. you, if, you if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I, um, it, if the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. dramatic? about asking a question about okay i'm go i'm going to answer so i was speaking to the parolee program as you know the president put in place a parolee program to deal with uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on on ways that we can limit <laughs> look at peter's face he's just stewing the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than 90% that was what i was speaking and to, to no i'm really we're, we're going to go we're going to move go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead we're moving peter cuz she knows she's going to continue to flounder so when when so forty two is mm. over, what's going to happen? They all come in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's pretty they're, much they're, there's no the border towns are flooded right now. Yeah, I mean they have there there's uh, there's military down there right now to help to assist, but they they don't have any they they can't enforce anything, so they're they're no, basically they useless. They don't just, have immigration authority. Yeah. And so, so they're there for processing. Yeah. That's all they're there for. To turn them loose and then, you know, give them a court date and turn them loose. And then when, you know, they'll never show up for that court date in like three years. So I want to point something out because this is what takes me off about this administration is their willy nilliness with words. You know, she knows if she throws out 90%, whether or not she meant parolee or not. <clears throat> when, she made it, when she made the statement, it was our immigration has gone down 90%. It was, yeah, I, I and I knew this was going to come up because I was like, I, I listened to it. And the next day, I was like, yep, she's going to attribute that to the parolee program. However, it has done nothing for the illegal immigration at all. Like, you can tout the 90% and that's down, and you can hope and pray that the ignorant people out there are going to say, oh, 90% is down. So all the, But regardless if the parolee program is doing whatever it's doing, Immigration is growing. Illegal immigration is growing in this country. So don't talk about a program that's not making an impact on the actual problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what ticks me off is how they like to take certain words and numbers and things. There was something and I can't even remember what it was. She said something the other the other day. That was a flat out lie. I mean, just like we know that's not the truth. Well, she did say, you know. Uh, well, we wanted to open schools. You know, we, we worked to open schools. That that was what we were here to do when, you know, day one, we talked about opening. <laughs> what in the world? Like, do you not remember that you've been on TV and you this has been recorded and this that there is evidence of you saying contrary? Absolutely. Otherwise. Now, all these people are going to come on, come on in to the United States after 42 is over. So that means we, the taxpayers, have to pay all these people 
And where are we going to get all that money to pay all these millions of people that are coming in? Well, there's with an, the inflation that we're having right now. Well, they're going to increase the debt ceiling, I'm sure, at some point because the Republicans will give in and Biden's going to continue to have a spending spree. They're just going to so be raising our taxes. Gonna be, they're going to yeah, get that's into exactly what they They're going to get into our Social Security. Taxes. Think about this. There's there's about I think they say what five thousand a day coming in right now. They're thinking thirteen thousand a day when this is lifted. Mm-hmm. And that's the only ones they catch and count. That's not the ones they don't catch and count. So I worked on the border. I did that job. And I can tell you right now that we caught about, on average, I would say at least an hour area, 20% of what we chased. Sometimes we caught 100%, depending. But more often than not, I would say 20 to 30% is what we actually apprehended. Some of those were southbounders, but a lot of those were gotaways. And when they said 10 years ago, that we had 12 million illegals in, in the United States. They're basing it off of expired visas. They're not even basing it off those that cross the border. And then when they do add those numbers in, you can go ahead and triple that number. I, I promise you that's a much higher, and especially now, we're talking 50, 60 million in my opinion. Now, this is my experienced opinion from working in the Border Patrol. And so I am projecting out, but with the increase that we're seeing now, highest numbers we've ever seen, which is insane when you consider our we're just slightly over three hundred million. Yeah, you know, yeah. They say it over thousands of thousands of kids that have come over, and half of them are missing and they can't find out where they're at. Well, so did you hear that trafficking? They're, they're yeah. putting them. Yeah, they're they're sending them out in that that gov- I can't remember that government agency that is taking them and sending them to these places, but then they're not tracking them and they're not where they're supposed to be. Right, and they're. I don't even want to get to that kind of conspiracy theory that our government is doing that, but it sure as heck seems like it. Uh, it's the CIA and they're called lily pads. But um, <laughs> I got two solutions. I got two solutions. But I, I want Alan to, to, to say what he's going to say first. Well, I mean, something now I've got another solution. Uh, but yes. I was just <laughs> going to say, guys, what what do you expect from them? I mean, honestly. I mean, what, what, from who? The government? From, or? from the leftists, guys. Oh. I mean, they're sterilizing their children. They can't have any more children coming Other into the, the next insane. voting cycle, right? So you got to go get kids somewhere else that will do the things you need, need need done, right? So, I mean, but you know the irony their of voting that, base shrinks. But the, the irony of that is that it, when Trump went in, was in office is that, and even now with DeSantis in Florida, more Latinos are voting Republican now, even more African-Americans, not more than, well, the Latino base has definitely grown a lot. Like it's 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 rivaling that this comparison between us having more to some degree. Now the the African American the black vote that one is 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 grown with us, but it's definitely not. And the you know, suburban housewife, this white suburban white housewife, has shrunk. No, they said in the last election with DeSantis, it grew. Oh, DeSantis. It grew. Now that is DeSantis and everything, but we look at DeSantis as you know the poster child for our conservative values and what we're hoping to see happen. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into Trump DeSantis and stuff, but I mean, it, it, that's the, that's what I find ironic is the Latino vote is leaning more towards the conservative side now, you know, and, and I feel like this transgender issue has definitely been bad for them with the Latinos because the Hispanic community is very religious, very religious. And th- this whole idea that, you know, man, woman, woman, man, whatever, it doesn't vibe with them. It really does not. The whole Latin, Latinx stuff, that's not coming. It's coming from white leftists. It's not coming from. Well, well most, it, of, it, most yeah. of it's coming from white leftists. Yeah. 
yeah. a lot of them are waking up and um yeah also um it's not only latinos it's russians chinese all kinds of different races coming into the united states yeah. i remember when i when i was in new york and i moved over here i went five years later for vacation Man, it was full of Chinese all over Brooklyn. You never <laughs> seen them before, only yeah. in Chinatown. Yeah. That, when I went back, they were all over Brooklyn, mm. Manhattan. I said, where did all these people come from? <laughs> <laughs> they run away from communism. <laughs> but now they're getting upset because they're seeing it start over here. They're like, wait, we flew off. We got, we got away from all that. Look, we can get over you bringing COVID, <laughs> but leave your communism, please. Well, I, got, I got two solutions for this border. Well, we can all become bus drivers. This is my first solution. So, Alan, you can pick them up and take them to Eric Adams. I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, Danny, you pick them up and take I'm, them to uh, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. I'm pretty sure he's not yeah. going to kick this. Eric pre- Adams in New York. Never mind. I can't say that <laughs> yeah. on the show. Yeah, you can't say that on here. Um, uh, uh, I'll go ahead and take them to, uh, I'll go out to California, take, take them to Gavin Newsom. I'm sure he'll can I, have them. Can all. I make a, a detour to Martha's Vineyard and drop some off and then go oh, up? Certainly, to, yeah. Because yeah. I definitely want to hit Martha's like Vineyard. Well, and, and Louie, I'm sure you'd like to go ahead and drop them off in Chicago for Lori Lightfoot. I'll get my GPS ready. Yeah, hurry up. She's <laughs> almost gone. <laughs> and then the other solution is uh, maybe we just go ahead and build that big, beautiful wall. Yeah? <laughs> I told somebody that the other day. Um, mm. Speaking of... Um, I don't know. There's just no way to segue this, but Hunter Biden's a terrible person. Can we all agree on that? Yes. yes. And uh, coming from Red State, this is our second article of the night. Uh, Sergeant, <laughs> speaking, speaking of failed things created by Democrats. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Charging decision in Hunter Biden case reportedly imminent. Major concerns arise amidst news. Could there finally be a light at the end of the tunnel regarding the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden? According to a new report from the Washington Post, left-leaning source, by the way, uh, citing uh, numerous sources, a char- uh, charging decision is now imminent, and the investigation itself is essentially complete. That news comes after four years of rumors and speculation surrounding the probe, inclu- uh, including lots of questions about why it, was, uh, why it has taken this long uh, to near its uh, accumulation. According to the same sources, law enforcement officials have been Frustrated by the painfully uh, slow pace of the investigation, taking four years to prepare a case involving tax fraud and a cut-and-dry uh, gun crime charge against a single person is not, uh, is not typical. And it's led, uh, uh, it's led many to, right, to rightfully speculate that politics has played a role. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, played a role in how the situation has been uh, handled. Uh, previously reported a meeting between David Weiss the U.S. attorney handling the case and Hunter Biden's uh, lawyers was also confirmed to have uh, occur, uh, occurred by the sources. That would uh, have been the, the last chance of uh, the younger Biden's uh, team to lobby the, D- the DOJ, Department of Justice, uh, to not press charges or to lessen the, uh, those being considered. Those charges include two counts of failure to file taxes, a single count of tax evasion, and the count of falsifying a gun purchase form. Uh, he threw that in a trash can, by the way. Um, you don't have to file taxes on, you know, Ukrainian money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a loophole. Um, the, the post uh, notes that some Hunter Biden uh, allies are uh, suggesting that because he paid back the taxes, the paid the back taxes, he should be let off the hook. Uh, of course, they would think that. Um, I was looking for the, there was a part in here. About, oh, well, see, maybe it's in here. Uh, so uh, to not press charges because the money was eventually paid back by a, 
wealthy Hollywood, uh, well, wealthy Hollywood lawyer would uh, would be the ultimate slap in the face uh, to normal Americans sub- uh, subjected to what is obviously a two tiered justice system. Um, it's it's yeah. Uh, where is it at? There's somewhere in this article, and I I read it once before, but uh, I'm not finding it right now. But essentially, there's also um, in 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 this investigation showing ties between him and paying his father. So it's like we could be looking at a potential impeachment if if enough things come out in discovery, or you know from this <laughs> this investigation is going to have discovery. So so let me let me tell you what's going to go ahead. No, you go. No, no, this is what's going to happen. They're going to because it's no more has it ever been more obvious that you know everybody that all all the all the systems out there the media and Hollywood and all that are 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 all leftist and owned by the liberals and leftists right so uh, just like they have been they're going to drag this out they're going to not talk about it they're going to avoid it they're going to and then all of a sudden they're going to be wait a second we're going to have this eighty year old man in office again because they're already starting to do it and you're going to start to hear articles. You're going to start to hear more exposure. And then as this is getting serious, this is going to come out and the media is going to turn on Joe Biden. Not because they woke up. Mm-mm. Nah. Because they know that he's not going to win and they don't think he's going to win. And so they're going to put in some, I don't know if this is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That's, you know, sort of pushing it or anything. But he's not going to get back in because they're going to push him out because the only way they can do that is with all the bad stuff they've been holding back is now going to like, okay, here's our opportunity to go ahead and get this old man out of office because we definitely don't want Kamala in there too. So, <clears throat> yeah, he, yeah, okay. So yeah, this, this, this guy's gone. And they're going to start to talk about it. And everybody's going to be like, oh, the media woke up. No, they didn't wake up. This is how they, this, they're, they're, this, is what they, this is what they did to the Republicans. They pushed the ones that they thought were going to, that they wanted to win because they knew they would lose. So they, okay, we want him to win the primary and then he's going to lose in the general election. We don't want this guy because that guy actually has a chance of winning. So let's make sure we go for the other guy. I mean, that was blatantly stated, you know, on record. We the, the their packs gave money <laughs> to the the big guy. Yeah, uh, and and uh, this this story was actually brought to me, my attention from Louie um, this week. So I, I know you had a little bit to to stay on it about the charges coming against charges coming against Hunter Biden. Oh yeah. No, nah, I don't want to say too much about it. I know that um, he's got to do time. He's got to go to jail. Not only him, his mother. I mean, not his mother. His his <laughs> uncle. Guilty by association. <laughs> his uncle and sister were all making money. They said nine it. of them were. Yeah. In the In emails, the nine are yes. connected to making money. Nine, including Big Daddy. Yes. And um, they all need to be caught and put in jail because they all they all they all in the racket. They're all trying to make money and they're all um, robbing us like mm. crazy. Mm. Yes, Alan. Once his mom's done serving her time, they just pull her urn out and go, <laughs> 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 just blow the ashes out of the prison. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, to your point, I was thinking. I I was honestly thinking that. 
because the media is owned by leftists, you know, they're all pretty, they're all very, I can't say WAPO is actually kind of, I think WAPO is just anti whoever's in, in charge. I, I think that about the New York times as well. I think whoever's in charge, cause it, who, what makes more money for them, right? Staying one way or just flip flopping every time. Well, that's the office. New York post, the New York post, sorry. New York post. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So so Washington post that they, they are, they, they've been left leaning since their inception. Pretty much. I don't know. A lot, a, a lot of these places are very neutral right now because it, it pays them better to get that's clicks. That's what I'm oh, yeah. saying. They're acting so, like they are. So to go your way mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of, what I was thinking about there was it does not benefit them to have anyone in office except Donald Trump. Donald Trump will get them close. I'll agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I will agree with that, but they don't want him in office because of how, so this is why Putin over there doesn't, didn't do what he did because he, Donald Trump is a loose cannon. Like you don't know what that guy is going to do. And that's why, I think a lot of people on the world stage just sort of like, eh, you know, and but then there's like people, well, we're just not liked. Who cares if we're not liked? All right. We have exerted our power again to show we are here. Right. And he's, he stood up and said, this is it. And then, then he starts making peace deals in the Middle East. Like for a guy who didn't know really foreign policy before he got in, he did a pretty good job in my opinion. Yeah. And then he comes out and then here we go. We've got this Biden guy. I, I agree with you to a certain point. I think that you, and but the reason why I disagree is because he's not been in office all this time. And even before he decided he was going to run or said he was going to run, they just kept him in the conversation. Right. So because he's the poster child. What I'm saying is polarization pays in media, yes. right? He is a, in a, a significantly polarizing yes. person. And if he does if for whatever reason, if 30 seconds goes by and he's not polarizing, he will say something dramatic right. to make sure that somebody knows. Now, polarization because honestly most of their clicks aren't coming from leftists most of their clicks right. are coming from people on the right going look at this ridiculous thing they said about the thing that we care about yeah. right i mean that's just how it is because when you see something on let's say i'm not saying you're watching fox news right. but let's say you buy fox news and it's like oh yeah that's something i believe yeah. move on oh i believe that right. move on you don't click on it right yeah. but if it's something that's like infuriating or something people are more right. likely to click on it which means they get paid and that's why they would push this. Oh, right. well, hey, this look at this decrepit old man. We got to get him out. He's not making us any money. So here's what here's what I see happening. They're gonna do to all of the the last election with with Congress when we had that right. So all the all the Trump backed people lost, and those were the ones that the Democrats wanted in. Okay, so now this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna bag on DeSantis big time, and they're going to prop up Trump. And they want Trump to beat DeSantis. They're scared, in my opinion. They're scared of him. They're not scared of Trump because they truly believe that even if Biden was their guy, that Biden could still win. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I tend to think no, but um, but they still think. So they're going to get those clicks, but what they've done is pretty brilliant. They have made Trump the face of the Republican Party, or at least the conservative Republican Party. And that is enough for them to continue to bag on him all the time. Now, I think it will be harder because there's always been looming this potential second term that he would run for. So that would keep him in the picture. They want him to get to the general election, and they want him to be that guy that they can continue to bag on. I don't think they want him to win at all. But, you know, it's one of those things. I think they're going to try to keep him in the conversation even if he's not there, even if DeSantis is winning. Uh, the talking about Hunter, if he gets away, it's because his father found a corrupted judge, and they're yeah. probably gonna pay him off. 
so his son could get out. Or judges. That's the only way <laughs> yeah. they're going to get away with. Or or they don't even need to find a corrupt judge. There's judges out there that would gladly just sort of gloss over this. That they they have their own agendas. Now I agree with you though. Now, a minute ago you brought up Putin, and I'm glad you did because he's he's our third and final article of, of the night. All right. What's what's up? I was going to say yeah, that you gave a face. So. Yeah, Hunter <laughs> Biden's the only time you can ever say like. Man, with all that money, he could, who thought he could just blow through it, right? Like, yeah. the, mean it two different ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of, he blew through it, all right? If OJ okay. could get a, a, get away with murder, with the money he had, <laughs> anybody <can>. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. The glove yeah. didn't fit. So, um, so coming from the 1945 or final article of the night, someone tried to kill Putin. Hmm. That was what should time. Joe Biden do? Mm. I don't. That, that was a false <laughs> flag, man. <laughs> did, what did you think when you saw? Because what I first saw was is the the first headline I saw was Russian said that the Ukrainian government sent a drone to to assassinate Putin, and I went, yeah, of course they'd say that, right? You yeah, know, yeah. and well, and so it's it's a uh, here uh, Vladimir Putin reportedly survived an attempt to assassinate him with two drones. Uh, Putin immediately. Uh, blamed Ukrainian authorities. Right. He uh, he deserves no sympathy. After all, he uh, he began uh, began his uh, failed blitzkrieg uh, with attempts to murder uh, Volodymyr Zelensky uh, and decapitate the Ukrainian leadership. Uh, nor is assassination of the world leaders necessarily uh, uh, illegal. Indeed, it could be moral if uh, targeting the commander in chief responsible for uh, aggression could prevent uh, far greater bloodshed. History remembers uh, Colonel Klaus von uh, Stauf- Stauffenberg, the good job, is, yeah, <laughs> the Wehrmacht officer uh, that uh, who tried to assassinate Adolf Hitler with a suitcase bomb in 1944, as a hero and not a villain. That said, Ukrainian culpability is not clear. Flying drones into the heart of uh, the Kremlin is not easy. Uh, at the very least, the attack would uh, signal the greatest failure of Russian uh, def- air defense. Uh, with, uh, West German pilot Matthias, since West German pilot Matthias Rust landed in his small plane in Red Square in 1987. Whether Ukraine uh, was behind the attack or Putin's own general uh, staff, uh, what is certain is that the uh, perpetrators had an ins- had inside intelligence. Whomever was behind the drone attack presumably understood both Putin's schedule and where within the Kremlin uh, walls he might be. This fact suggests the uh, purged will come uh, will soon come soon putin a former intelligence officer himself understands he has a leak no russian general officer or intelligence aide uh, should risk standing by a window above the second floor or anywhere near the top <laughs> of the stairs nor should they drink any tea unless they like the aftertaste of polonium he's going to so, be he's going to he's going to be anxious all the time now so did the drone have a bomb or did the drone have assault weapons from Biden? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you added the last part. <laughs> so they're saying this drone. That's a good joke, Lou. Unless it was, unless it was brought in, unless it was uh, launched inside of, you know, Russia, right? Yeah. And this drone traveled at least 280 miles. Because that's the distance between the Ukrainian border and the Kremlin. Yeah. No, no this is an inside job. Yeah. No, no, a lot of no, sir. Yeah. No, sir. That drone did not go 280 miles. No. Like, oh, That's look, 
they, they literally just launch it in the backyard of the Kremlin, and then they <laughs> shoot it down, and it goes above, and they're like, aha! Yeah. I'm telling you, man, either this might have been set up to just for more, or I wouldn't put it past him to setting it up, but That's also awesome. there's a lot of people who want him dead. <laughs> yeah, well, and but here, here's, here's the other thing, too. Like, now he's kind of like, let's do nuclear war then. Let's just do it. No, definitely, it's it's a false yeah. flag. I, be, I yeah. believe it's a false flag. I believe it is a way to okay. This was an a, this was an attempted assassination. Yeah. World War Two started with an assassination. You know, I mean, these yeah. war, these wars started with an assassination or attempted assassination. Look what they're trying to do to me. They're, he's trying to rally people around. We mm-hmm. have to amp it up, and I can't take any risks. So let's uh, let's get the old rusty tubes up in the air. You yeah. know, he's got to be very suicidal to start using nuclear war. Yeah. I don't think he's got backing from china yet 100 percent either for that you got, they're, they're got iran in. iran's definitely going to back them no matter what yeah, but iran doesn't well i'm not saying they don't have the weapons because you know th- that was supposed to be squashed but you know hey i mean administration Obama. i mean george bush looked under his couch <laughs> 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 they're not there uh, they're not well, there <laughs> idiot uh, yeah I, I i don't know i i just i, I don't know I think he's. I think he's psychotic. I think he's loses his mind. Well, now even more so if this is true. And uh, regardless, I don't. I think he's going to be ended up thrown out a window here soon. <laughs> I don't think he's going to last. I think he's riling up his own people. They don't want this anymore. Well, it's like Hitler. Hitler when when he was out there doing that, his he had his own people trying to assassinate yeah. him. So it's okay. possibility that it could happen to yeah. Putin. Yeah. So are you saying that he's putting his foot in his mouth? He is putting his foot in his mouth. <laughs> and with that dad joke, I think it's a good way, for, good place for us to get some closing prayer. And All right. Get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, just thank you for tonight and the conversation. God, we just, I'm just so glad that we don't live in, a, in an absurd world, uh, or at least absurd in the sense of if you didn't exist, what would we be living in right now? Uh, but it is pretty absurd to some degree with uh, just the evil and the sin and all of that. But you have provided a way back to you. You have given us a gift, God, that we can accept. And Father, in our faith that we have in you, um, it's just a beautiful gift that I know that I would rather have that than to have nothing. Father, thank you for giving all of us purpose and all of us meaning and all of us value. And I pray anybody out there that's struggling with any of that, any hopelessness, any depression or anxiety, Father, I pray that you reveal yourself to them. Holy Spirit, speak to their hearts, speak to their minds. I pray that they do sense you and feel you, look to your word to find that purpose and that meaning and that value. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That was the man that brought the message tonight, Brother Danny Tippett. See you guys. Yeah, thank you for joining us. It Makes Sense Podcast. Sunday nights, usually. Yes. <laughs> We've been trying to get it on time. It's usually. <laughs> that's not, that's it, a lot my yeah. fault. <laughs> it, yeah, it, well, I can take some blame too. Because it's just, it's just you and I. We'll uh, get it there. Yeah, we'll get it there. We'll get, we'll get it. it well, it's where that we'll get on a schedule. Yes. <laughs> right, Alan? Uh, no. You know, speaking of <laughs> people being on a schedule. Alan refuses schedules. <laughs> Alan's time, Alan runs on Alan's time. It's very, yeah. It's very true. This is an inside very, joke that we very, all, very true. all the time. <laughs> as soon as I think I'm going to be on time, I'm like, yeah. I might just have to take a break here for a second. <laughs> you try to rile him up to get there on time, but he's just not. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening. It's Alan McFarland, host of the laughing libertarian. Oh, I think it still happens, right? Sometimes I, don't know. <laughs> I might want to edit one day guys. I hate editing me too. Like seriously, I'm just going to go rant for a second. I asked 
<laughs> who wants to see a live show? And I think I got what two responses. Come on, guys. <laughs> they say no. I don't want to edit. If you're watching right now, when 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 this thing closes out, just go over there and vote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> that's, that's a line I would use. I like it. <laughs> yeah. what, what are you doing with your life? Uh, <laughs> and across from him, you know him and you love him. The host of Rodriguez rants, Louis Rodriguez. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It was Thank you for joining show, us, Louis. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. And I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. I don't know if you heard uh, or um, here recently, Jerry Springer passed away at age seventy nine. He had no idea that it would be his final thoughts. And with that, we'll see you next week. <laughs> don't forget about Tucker thrown out of the fox. 